Blog Talk Radio. Okay. All right. Praise God and welcome to LiveDeliverance.com. We have had a drop-off, and some of our listening audience who've been listening to us at www.LiveDeliverance.com, the company that streams our Internet changed our server. We are still on www.LiveDeliverance.com. We have not changed. There has been some technical issues that we have straightened out, and we are back in business. I would like to talk to you about something that is very disturbing to me as I meet people and through my endeavors as a Christian dealing with unforgiveness. Oh, my God. This thing will paralyze you. Uh, if God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son for us, we have to forgive people. And a lot of people fall into the trap of unforgiveness. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, how God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Lord, use me as your oracle, Lord, and allow, allow the power of the Holy Spirit to speak to the hearer. We come up against any demonic forces that would block this or any voice bounce, electronical spirits, and we cast down and remove all hindering spirits that will try to block finances for this telethon. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes, we're having a telethon again to raise money, which we really need. Uh, it's so many people listen to us, but very few people give. And I want to thank Sammy Osley, those who have given, Brother Tommy, Brother Tommy's mother, Brother T. Rowe, uh, Pastor Rodriguez Baker, Sister Durden, Sister Sheila Newborn, and other people uh, has given also. But we need your support. Uh, keep us on air. You know, when we're teaching the word like this, we are not denominational. We're straight Bible. And the devil don't want me on air. So pray for the radio station. I need your prayers. And I also need your financial contributions. As scriptural evidence is assembled, it becomes crystal clear that unforgiveness comes with an enormous price tag. When the pros and cons are led side by side, anyone with a teachable spirit can see that unforgiveness produces nothing but a curse. That's all it puts on you. You won't forgive someone and you want to hold a grudge and Christ died, you are blocking the confession to humble yourself to the Lord. You're blocking it. Jesus teaches us to pray, Our Father, which are in heaven. And he says, Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, Matthew 6, 9, and Matthew 6, 12. Well, a lot of people say that they forgive, but they don't. A lot of bitterness, a lot of hate. This is why I tell born-again Christians to stay out of politics. Joe Biden, he say he's a Christian, he say Catholic, and uh, Trump, he say he's a Christian, but <laughs> you know we have to know by the fruits anyway. When you get involved with politics, Bitterness comes in your heart. You take this political agenda that's made by man and created by demons and let it disturb your peace and make you hate someone because of a political party. This is why the spirit of division is in the United States right now. What are the depths for which we are to ask forgiveness? 
they are sin debts. The wages of sin is death in Romans 6.23. The debt is unsurmountable, and the consequences of non-payment are unthinkable. Without Christ's forgiveness, we will stand before God's judgment seat condemned to everlasting death in the lake of fire, reserved for the devil and his angels. There's no possible way for any of one of us to pray our sins debt if we don't forgive. The gift of God is eternal life through Christ our Lord. Jesus died and gave himself for all mankind. Who is for you to not release that person? Who are the debtors? Jesus expects us to forgive. There are those who have sinned against us. They have wronged us. One or more ways, rejection, abuse, physical, sexual, emotional, psychological, verbal, abandonment, betrayal, neglect, cruelty, cursing, deceit, slander, theft, lying, all types of things that has come upon us. And we can't let that spirit latch on to us to make us get mad at God. A lot of people get mad at God and don't understand that God is not your problem. It's Satan who has brought you this sickness because you won't forgive, who has brought you such misery that you are blaming God when God gave his son to keep you in fellowship with him. But why you have this bitterness in your heart toward he or she or a person, you don't see that. You just see their name, you hate them. You can't get no benefits from God like that. In Psalms 103, verse 1 through 3, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases? But notice he says, forget not all his benefits. There are benefits in Christ Jesus, but you can't get them if you don't forgive nobody. Here you go, you ain't forgiving nobody, you want the Lord to bless you. It'll tie up your tithes. Unforgiveness will block everything. It's nothing going to happen, no benefits. The Lord can't even heal you, he said. That's pitiful. That's pitiful. Psalms 103, verse 3, health forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. And if we see how the cruel that the unforgiven servants was in Matthew and Luke 15, 1 through 24, and also the unforgiven services in Matthew chapter 6, 14, and 15, they was very cruel to the person, but yet God gave them forgiveness. We forget that God has forgiven us, and yet we don't want to forgive others. So when you don't forgive, this is what happens. In Psalm 66, 18, if I regret iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So he's not going to hear you if sin's in your heart, because you don't forgive nobody. That's sin to God. He said, if we confess our fault, he's just able to forgive us for all of our sins, 1 John 1, 9. Now, if he can say that, did you die on the cross that you're going to block your own self for this benefit, that Jesus died for all mankind for forgiveness? And yet here you are, call yourself a Christian, want to have a stiff neck spirit, Acts 751, 2 Chronicles 30, verse 8, with pride that's holding you up that you won't forgive this person. It's not worth it. It's not worth the benefits that you uh, will receive when you forgive. In Isaiah 59, 2, the Bible says, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he 
will not hear. He's not going to hear nothing you say. Nothing. Don't even go give your gifts to the Lord. Don't even bring your tithes to the Lord. He wants you to go straighten it out with the human being. There was a brother that I know, and I can't give the nation. I can just say a brother. And he went to every person. He asked them to forgive him for how he acted and how he treated. He had a peace upon him. The Lord blessed him double. You see, I even asked my brother to forgive me, my physical brother. I don't think that I did anything wrong, but I was still humble enough to say, forgive me. Even if I'm wrong, even if I'm right, don't bother me because I want to be forgiven by God. I can't let no human being hold me up. And all it does is hold you up. It stops your own personal blessing where you can't walk in the things of God. Now, let me show you something. In the book of Matthew, chapter 5, this is a very simple subject. Just forgive. It's very simple. Now, if you don't forgive, your Father in heaven ain't going to forgive you. In Matthew 5, 23, the word says, Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there remembers that thy brother had an ought against thee. Leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. God wants us to recognize forgiveness to each other, because you will block every benefit that God has given you. It will block your financial blessing. It will block your health. It's not worth it. Now, I'm going to show you why it's not worth it, because when, when bitterness springs up, it does a lot of things to not only you, but to other people. This is why God doesn't want that thing to spread. These demons don't want you to forgive. The demonic spirits want you to keep that hate, keep simulating that energy, so that they can stay in your body and keep controlling you and keep you away from the blessings of God. It's amazing that I hear women get mad at their husband, but yet they go to the church and listen to every word that pastor say and come home and treat the husband like a dog. Her worship is in vain. She got to get it right with her husband, but she's saying, no, no, the pastor, that ain't your, that man at that church ain't your pastor. Your husband is your pastor and, and the high priest of that house. And I see it vice versa all the time where there's no teaching about unforgiveness in the body of Christ. Now, unforgiveness grieves the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians 4.30 it says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby are ye sealed unto the day of redemption. Now, what, the reason why it grieves the Holy Spirit because it blocks all of the fellowship that you have within him greater than he does in me than he does in the world, and that unforgiveness is in you blocking the benefits that when you have accepted Jesus, there's no name whereby man can be saved but the name of Jesus, Acts 4.12. Greater than he does in me, than he does in the world, First John 4.4. 4, in you, can't even bless you because you have bitterness. Turn to the book of Hebrews.
In Hebrews 12, 12, it says, Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, which is lame, be turned out of the way. But let it rather be healed. Now watch this. Follow peace with all men. How are you going to follow peace with all men if you don't forgive a man? It's the opposite of God. You can't get blessed. It says, follow peace with all men and holiness. Watch this now. Without which no man shall see the Lord. So you're not going to see the Lord if you don't forgive. You ain't going to see God. Then he says this in verse 15 of Hebrews 12, 15. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up, trouble you, and therefore many be defiled. Look at this. You fall away from the grace of God when you have bitterness. That's unforgiveness. The Bible says you fall away. It says fall of the grace of God. It's talking about bitterness. Looking diligent, lest any man fail of the grace of God. You will fall lest any or least any root of bitterness spring up trouble you and thereby many be defiled. You defile many with this. A root of bitterness is referred to a deep-seated resentment in one's heart that continues to grow and has consequences for others. Here it may refer to the attitudes of bitter resentment toward God or anger at him or anger at God's discipline or a human being instead of human Susceptible issues to the will for that other person. Bitterness can also be directed toward a person in the church or in a position or in a friendship or within a relationship or within a marriage or within a neighbor. To defile yourself, to free yourself from that person's sin that they may have asked for you to forgive them and you won't forgive them. You won't release them. That blood going to be on you. It doesn't pay to have unforgiveness in your heart. Ephesians 4.31 said, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Man, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of demons there. You got bitterness. You got demon of wrath. You got demon of anger. The demon of clamor. Evil speaking. All this will happen to your flesh because when you are away from God, Sin piles up demons into the thought of your mind. And keep saying, keep being mad at that person. Keep being mad. You ain't no one doing but you heartening your heart to God. And you got to pay that back now. Whatsoever man saw it, that should he weep. So since you don't forgive, you got to pay that back. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it. Let's look at the unforgiving servant. Lord have mercy. This is pitiful. In Matthew eighteen twenty one, we don't need to be like this. In Matthew eighteen twenty one, then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Till seven times? Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee unto seven times, but, conjunction, unto seventy times seven. That's a lot of forgiveness. Therefore, 
is the kingdom of heaven like unto you a certain king which would take account of his servants? And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him ten thousand talents. But for, for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. This is how people are today. You'll go to the Lord and do that and do the same thing that this unforgiveness servant did. Watch this. I pray this is not you tonight. Then the Lord of the servant was moved with compassion. All right, and he owed this man money, but he, he had compassion because the man humbled himself. You do that with God too, but in your heart you won't forgive. Then the Lord of the servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. Now watch this. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pences. And he laid hands on him. He hit him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. Now that's not God. Now this man want to get forgiveness, but he want to go back and return evil for evil. See, when you don't forgive, this creates within you. And this is why God wants us to forgive. And his fellow servants fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Now that other man did it for him. But see how anger and bitterness gets you? You forget about what God do for you, and then you hold resentment in your heart to that person. That's not the Lord. This is what gets us in trouble. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison. He should pay the debt. That's wrong. But the other man didn't do him like that. See, that's how the human flesh is. And we got to get out of that because we don't need to be example like this. So when his fellow servants saw that was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their lords all that was done. Then his lord, after he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee of all thy debts, because thou desired me. Now he gonna pay. This is how God gonna pay you back. Just like this man paid him back. This is how you gonna get paid back if you don't forgive. Shouldn't not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentor till he should pay all that was due unto him. See, that's the same. The Lord turned you over to the devil. You don't forgive people. They see how dangerous it is? God ain't got time for that, and he is walking with the Lord. I know a person got mad at me eight months. Then they want to come back to the Lord. Now, they ain't got all of these demons in them. They're out of fellowship. Demons are stacking up. You're not happy. You're not at peace. You can't be at peace if the Spirit of Christ dwells in you and you have bitterness in your heart with somebody. It's impossible for you to have peace. It's just, it's just impossible. Hindrance to prayer. Unforgiveness brings hindrance. Unforgiveness is sin. Any sin of any kind will block any hindrance of prayer. Isaiah 59, 1 through 2. Psalms chapter 66, verse 18. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 15. And Proverbs chapter 28, verse 9. Idols in our heart. That's sinful. That'll block you from uh, forgiving because you, you want to hold on to something and you don't want to give it to the Lord. Boy, boy, boy. Ezekiel 14, 1 through 3. 
selfishness, wrong motives. You got to forgive somebody from your heart. Now say, well, I'm going to forgive and hope the Lord bless me. And deep in your heart, you don't want to forgive. That's a double heart, Psalm 12, too. It opens up to schizophrenic and a double mind. Wrong treatment of marriage partners. That happens all the time. In 1 Peter 3, 7, the man mess around and get bitter against his wife. His whole prayers can't even be answered. And, and that's what the devil wants these husbands to be walking around here, going to church. I'm going to praise Jesus. And... Uh, <laughs> They, they prayers is being hindered. See, if you're married, you can't be mad at your wife every day, all day, like some single people who have stubborn hearts because they ain't by themselves, they're lonely, they're mad, or whatever circumstances it is. You can't do that. In First Peter chapter 3, verse 7, it says, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. A man's prayers can be hindered if he's not in proper union with his wife. And husband and wife can constantly forgive each other because you're working together as one. You are two flesh trying to become one. That's a mystery, and yet that's a lot of satanic intervention because Satan does not like marriages. So please forgive your spouse. My God, please do. In Hebrews 8.12 it says, For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. God is merciful. You have to be merciful just as God was merciful. You have to forgive. There's a beautiful scripture when we close in the book of Ephesians 2.2 that's going to enlighten you the importance of forgiving. Now we have demons that also loves unforgiveness, which is bitterness, resentment, hatred, violence, temper, anger, retaliation, and murder. They coming. Keep keep a hard heart. They coming. Proverbs, Psalm chapter thirty-two, verse one through two says, "Blessed is he whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whose sin." The Lord does not count against him, and in whose spirit is no deceit. See, God won't count it against you if you forgive the person. But if you don't forgive the person, vengeance is mine, to say the Lord. The Lord said, "Ah, you can't get in the way of God. You can't be the justice for God. God protected his own son when Pontius Pilate was saying, don't you know who I am? Jesus looked up and he said, if I could get angels from heaven to come down here if I wanted to and put his head right back down. He didn't have to. He didn't have to. He humbled himself. He he knew that he was a sacrificial lamb for all sin. And when you don't forgive a person, you are interfering with the sacrificial lamb of the communications that you have received by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. There's no other name whereby man could be saved but the name of Jesus. Acts four twelve. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. So you call on the name of the Lord and you are holding back forgiveness with someone, then this prayer won't qualify for you, according to Psalms chapter 32, verse 1 and 2. Blessed is he whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord does not count against him, and in whom spirit is no deceit. That's beautiful. But you can't get that if you're holding these grudges in your heart. Now, here is some scriptures that you need to go home tonight, because I'm not going to read all of them. We'll be here five hours if I 
went through every scripture I have, it'd be six hours. I would be able to teach six straight hours. So I'm going to give you some scriptures so you can go and set home, and I hope that you're writing this down. I don't like people listening to me without writing nothing down. I'll go back and rewrite it and then go back and listen again and stop, write the scripture, stop, write the scripture, and get it. Forgiveness, Psalms 85, verse 2. Forgiveness, Psalms 86, verse 5. Forgiveness, Psalms 103, verse 3 through 12. Forgiveness, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. Forgiveness, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 25. Forgiveness, Matthew 5, 44. Forgiveness, Matthew 5, 23 and 24. Also, Matthew 5, 22, 23 and 24. Forgiveness, 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 uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 through 15. Forgiveness, Matthew 18, 21 through 35. Forgiveness, Mark 11, 25 through 26. Go back again. Forgiveness, Psalms 85, verse 2. Forgiveness, Psalms 86, verse 5. Forgive, forgiveness, Psalms 103, verse 3 and verse 12. Forget, for, forgiveness, Isaiah 1, 18. Forgiveness, Isaiah 43, verse 25. Forgiveness, Matthew 5, 44. Forgiveness, Matthew 6, 14 through 15. Forgiveness, Matthew 18, 21 through 35. Forget forgiveness, Mark eleven twenty five through twenty six. Forgiveness, Luke seventeen three through four. Forgiveness, Ephesians four thirty two. Forgiveness, Colossians two thirteen. Forgiveness, Colossians chapter three twelve and thirteen. Hebrews eight twelve and Hebrews chapter ten, verse seventeen. Now, I'm going to share something with you that's very powerful of why you have to forgive. Please turn to the book of Ephesians chapter 2. And in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 says, and you had he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. That before you knew the Lord. The Lord loved you and gave you enough grace in time of need, Hebrews 4.16, to keep you, sustain you from out of hell so that you can come to Christ. Now, you that same person who don't want to forgive somebody, don't do it. You know, I'm, I'm talking to a lot of people out there. You want to, uh, you, 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 there's nothing going to happen in the spirit room for you if you don't forgive. You're blocking up all your benefits. Then in verse 2, he says, wherein in times past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now work it in the children of disobedience. That was once you. But you became a Christian and that you confess with your mouth 
therefore you have the benefits to be forgiven because if you confess your fault, he's just and able to forgive you for all unrighteousness, is 1 John 1, 9. But you block it when you don't ask God to forgive you. You can't do that. Verse 3, among whom also we all had our conversations in times past, in the lust of our flesh, me in the nightclub, doing cocaine, uh, heroin, alcohol, all kind of wild stuff. I could have went straight to hell. But God gave me mercy. Who was for me not to forgive somebody? And I teach the word. I can't, I can't become. The Bible says hate that which is evil. Now, I hate racism. Racism is a spirit. It's not a person. You have to forgive the person but hate the spirit, the demon. Release the person. Leave it up to God. Among whom also we all had our conversations in times past in the loss of our flesh, fulfilling the desire of the flesh and of the mind, both. And we once walked that way and he forgave us. What about if he wouldn't have forgiven us and you would have died while you snorting some cocaine in the hotel room or in some nightclub doing something or some script club? It could be anywhere. I don't know where it could be. But if it's somewhere that ain't a church where the word of God, especially a synagogue or a place of worship, if it's got some sin, God was there protecting you even through that. Who is you to not forgive a person? You only hurt yourself and you break away from his benefits in Psalms 103, 1 and 2 is what you told, what we told you. Among whom also we all had our conversations in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Now you back at the children of wrath when you don't forgive. God don't want you to go back to that. But God, this is why you have to forgive. But God, it didn't say you. It didn't say the pastor. It definitely didn't say Donald Trump. It say, but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, John 3.16, this is a gift that God has given you, and when you don't forgive, you are rejecting the blood and sacrificial uh, offering that Jesus did at Golgotha for your own sin. That's stupid. But see, the devil won't show it to you that, that way. He'll just have you to see the person in your mind and bring the thought. Then he'll bring uh, mental compartmentalization, memory recall. And try to let you relive that hurt of that past. You got to turn that over to the Lord. You got to cast that, cast all your cares. First Peter five seven, cast that on the Lord. Lord, help me, please help me with this. If you got a demonic spirit, I bind that demon of unforgiveness in the name of Jesus, and I pray that you loose that person so they can forgive. I bind you, Satan, by the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I command you in the name of Jesus to loose those so that they can forgive. Ephesians 2.5, even when we were dead in our sins, he quickened us together with Christ. By grace, ye are saved. This is why we are all saved. Who is, who's you to block that benefit 
if you call yourself a Christian, now the Bible's written for Christians, so when it says unbelief, malice, deceit, tell my Christians. A lot of Christians got that in them. Where there's no deliverance ministry, all this is in the church. Whole lot of it, because ain't nobody getting delivered from it. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Sit together in heavenly places because your spirit is in him. If your life is hidden in him, according to Colossians 3, 3, how can it be hidden when you won't forgive? You back out wide open with the devil, alienated. Get back into the blood of Jesus and forgive. That person is not worth it. That in the age to come, he might show the excellent riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. We have to do that as Christians, so we got to forgive. Jesus did it. He said, what I should do, you should do. Shouldn't no sin, I don't care what nobody done to me, it's not worth me breaking my fellowship off of Christ. If Christ tells me to forgive, I have to forgive. Then it says, by grace are you saved, through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. So God has given you a gift, and you don't even want it when you don't forgive. You saved by grace, and yet you got pride. Get that pride, come on out pride, in the name of Jesus that's blocking them from forgiving pride, shame, hurt. Come out, come on out right now. Get out of them in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Come out of them. Go, go out of them. Get out in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Pride, go, go, go. Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. You can't walk in this if you got unforgiveness. Now, don't forget now, the Apostle Paul is talking about uh, a new creature, a new new life in Christ. This is a new life in Christ. But how is that new to you? You ain't forgave. You right back at where you was before you got saved. It's, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Wherefore. Ephesians 2.11, Wherefore, remember that ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcised by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. See, that you ain't performing no more in church and all that. You thought you was going doing it right until you got saved. And the Lord told me, you got to forgive. You say, where that come from? You're not under the ordinance of the law. You're under grace. It comes from his mercy that he gives all of us. Lamentations 3.16-28. That at the time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, this is the same thing that happens when you don't forgive. You're alienated from Christ. When Jesus took on sin, God had to turn his face. Had to turn his face from that sin. And that sin had to pass on his son. Lord have mercy. You doing the same thing to the Lord. When you don't forgive, God got to, he can't give you no benefits. He can't hear your prayer. He say, go to your brother, then come to me. But you don't see that spiritual part of what I'm saying while you're angry because you see the face of the person, not the demon in you telling you to hate that person. We ain't wrestling against flesh and blood here. 
that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. See, when you don't forgive, you ain't got no hope. You're out of the benefit game. It's not worth it. But now, in Christ Jesus, we who sometimes were far off are made night by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who have made both one and had broken down the middle wall of partitions between us. He is our mediator. You can't even get that when you don't forgive. Having abolished in his flesh the enemy. Look at this word, E-N-M-I-T-Y. This was foretold in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. See? Jesus has broke the wounds and broke, bruised Satan. But when you don't forgive, you let the devil in with these uh, uh, bruises within you that pulls you away from the shepherd, prophecies that he will break the devil, and he did it. But when you don't forgive, you get in the way. Look at this word, intimacy, E-N-M-I-T-Y. This is in... Uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Let's go to here. And I will put E-N-M-I-T-Y, intimacy, between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Jesus had defeated Satan. It was foretold in Genesis. And then you see it again as you go down to uh, Ephesians chapter uh, 2, verse 16. And that he might reconcile both us, God, in one body by the cross, having slain the intimacy. There goes Satan again, E-N-M-I-T-Y, thereby. But guess what? You bring him back in when you don't forgive. And came and preached peace to you which were afar off, and to them that were night. For though, uh, for through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now how are you going to have access by one spirit unto the Father if you don't forgive? Now therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. That's you. But how can you be fellow citizenship with the Lord and he say, go back and forgive and then come see me, then I can heal you. We don't do that. We get angry at God. Now God's not the problem, it's you and your pride and Satan tempting you through your mind, alienated from your mind. Don't forget that now. Your mind got you thinking to hate that man or hate that woman or whoever. That's coming from your mind. Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desire of the flesh and of the mind. That mind, that mind saying, hate, hate that person. That demon in that mind, that thou shalt think an evil thought, Ezekiel 38, 9 and 10. And then you don't cast it down. And it just keep coming. It just keep coming. It just keep coming. And then you keep getting more angry. Instead of casting it down, rebuking it, Second Second Corinthians 10, 3, 4, and 5, I cast down this imagination about this person. I bind it in the name of Jesus. I, Lord, I ask you to forgive me. Help me, Lord. Help me forgive this person. I got to forgive this person. You have to do it. 
so you can come back and not be a, a what you call an alien, a stranger in a foreign land. He, you are born again and saved and can't get the inhabitation of God because you won't forget, forgive. Ephesians 2.19. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundations of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the buildings filthily framed together grew or groweth into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built together for a habitation of God through the Spirit, including you who don't forgive. Now the question is you, would you forgive today? Is it worth being alienated from God? Huh? Don't you want the blessings of the Lord? Huh? Isn't it beautiful to hear Psalms 103, verse 1 and 3, Blessed the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Now, some of you having problems forgiving, you got to come on and get it straight tonight. I want you to repeat this after me. Any of you who having any bitterness in your heart with anybody, a pastor, church, it don't matter who it is, let's stop it right, right now. To rededicate your life. Repeat this after me. Heavenly Father, I come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. I ask that you forgive me for all my sins, known and unknown. Lord, your word says that we confess with thy mouth and believe in thy heart that Jesus is Lord, thou shalt be saved. Lord, I confess my fault to you. You are the Son of God. Come into my life and forgive me. Now, Lord, I forgive all others. Now, as the Lord show you the face or name, say, I forgive you in the name of Jesus. He may show me a week or two and mar next day. Be sensitive to the Spirit of God. And if he show you a picture of someone that you had a bitterness against, release them because they're not worth it. Turn them over to God so that you can be in fellowship with the Lord and have his benefits. God bless you here at Live Deliverance Internet Radio. The Lord is good. God is good all the time. Please sow a seed to keep us on air. We are in financial need. Help us. I'm asking those who we counsel on Fridays, sow a seed. We counsel people with their tithe, they won't tithe. Please, if this ministry has been a blessing to you, help us. Help us with your prayers, more important than anything, and help us with your finances. The Bible says, despise not small things. Whatever you give, I'm not a pastor who's trying to talk you into giving $1,000. That's witchcraft. I can't do that. I cannot use words to control a person. I have to have the Holy Spirit to move in your heart and walk by faith. The just to live by faith, Habakkuk 2.4. I come in faith and ask that you sow a seed here at www.livedeliverance.com. Go to the lower left-hand icon of the PayPal site and so we'll see there. If you don't want to go that way, you can go to www.livedeliverance.com and go to our GoFundMe site and so we'll see. Please forgive. It's not worth it. Shalom to you and God bless. <laughs>